Welcome to the Wisdom School, a private podcast by the Perennial Leader Project. Do we need virtues beyond the cardinal virtues of courage, temperance, wisdom, and justice? How do the theological virtues of faith, hope, and love help us in our daily lives? What does it mean to have faith? Is faith required for all paths of life, both philosophical and spiritual? To begin, let's think about the opposite of faith. When we think of faith, we assume doubt is the opposite. Although, in a previous interview with Simon Critchley, he explained that doubt is not the enemy of faith. On the contrary, it's certainty. An experience of faith is not certainty, but is gained by going into the proverbial desert of the unknown, if you will. According to Critchley, It is also what Jesus demands of us elsewhere in his teaching. In the Sermon of the Mount, when he says, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you or persecute you. How do you know anything for sure? Take the virtuous life, for example. How do we know that virtue is the only good, as the Stoics suggested? It seems any path in life requires a certain level of faith or belief or trust that this chosen path will improve our lives. The theologian Thomas Merton proposed that we don't need to know precisely what is happening or exactly where it is all going. What we need is to recognize the possibilities and challenges offered by the present moment and to embrace them with courage, faith, and hope. Hope is a virtue with a wide array of thoughts and opinions. Nietzsche put it this way, hope is the evil of evils because it prolongs man's torment. By clinging to hope, we often make the suffering worse. Similarly, the philosopher Schopenhauer wrote, what disturbs and depresses young people is the hunt for happiness on the firm assumption that it must be met in life. From this arises constantly deluded hope and so also dissatisfaction. On a more positive tone, the English writer and philosopher G.K. Chesterton called hope the power of being cheerful in circumstances that we know to be desperate. The disagreement over the value of hope is often rooted in a focus on the future. According to Oliver Berkman, another previous podcast guest, the ego thrives on focusing on the future. 
it is significantly easier for the mind to compulsively think about the future over the present. The optimism-focused or goal-fixated approach plays to what the ego loves. Think positively or negatively about the future identifies with your thoughts rather than creating separation from them. Thinking without hope might sound rather bleak, but it needn't be. Critchley writes, I see it as embracing an affirmative, even cheerful realism. Nietzsche admired Epictetus, the former slave-turned-philosophy teacher, for living without hope. Yes, Nietzsche said, he can smile. We can too. And now, finally, the third of the theological virtues is love. Christian scripture tells us, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. When the theologian and psychotherapist Anthony DeMello was asked about love, he responded, What is love? Take a look at a rose. Is it possible for the rose to say, I shall offer my fragrance to good people and withhold it from bad people? Or can you imagine a lamp that withholds its rays from a wicked person who seeks to walk in its light. It could only do that by ceasing to be a lamp. And observe how helplessly and indiscriminately a tree gives its shade to everyone, good and bad, young and old, high and low, to animals and humans and every living creature, even to the one who seeks to cut it down. So this is the first quality of love, its indiscriminate character. Similarly, in the classic The Four Loves, C.S. Lewis explained, to love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to keep it intact, you must give it to no one. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, and irredeemable. To love is to be vulnerable. Numerous scripture passages advise against hardening the heart, but maybe one should focus on softening the heart. In the classic The Way to Love, DeMello wrote, If it is love that you truly desire, then set out at once on the task of seeing. As you do, this hard protective shell around your heart will soften and melt. <laughs>